A very big problem that we have today is finding the incentive to do anything. There's COVID going around and people are being forced to live restricted lives and most don't know what to do. See, there was a time that we actually did want to get up out of bed in the morning and do something with our time, but now it feels like everything is a waste of time. Now it feels like everything is just pressure on us to live lives that don't even satisfy us, but are meant to prove our worth to others and not to ourselves first. Did you know that on average about 7,000 kids drop out of high school every day in America? That's a student every 26 seconds. Depression rates are up, suicide rates, drug and alcohol abuse rates, domestic violence rates. And when you look at the reasons they give us for continuing, it just doesn't seem like we're doing anything worthwhile if this is what we're going to be getting back, does it? So why not just do what makes us happy? If the world looks like it's going to end, why not just end it with a boom? In fact, that might be the best thing that we ever did for this world, wouldn't it? When we don't know what to do or feel as though we don't have much of a purpose, everything seems to not make sense. And, you know, this is understandable as we are human beings. We want to do something that makes us happy. But as I said in one of my previous episodes, I don't exactly look forward to living the life that a lot of other people are going to be living. And that is because of what I think of as important. What's important to you? Why do you have so many quote-unquote friends on social media? Why does the number of followers matter to you and the number of people who looked at your Instagram story? Does it give you a sense of validation, a sense of worth to see that there are others out there who like your posts? What about your friends, your companions, your compadres? Do you even have some? The real ones. Does what they say mean anything to you? You'd be surprised how many people choose one form of living for others and not yourself over another, without even knowing. For example, I have said many times before that I have given up on education, much like other Gen Zs and Millennials. I wrote in my blog and read it out in an episode that there are a lot of problems that are just unnecessary that we all go through, thinking that the end result is going to be something good. But here's the reality. Badness cannot give birth to goodness. Only the choices that we make can do that. And for a long time, I made the choice to do things on my own because I was determined to find another way of making it in life and being happy without having to stay up sometimes for days with very little sleep under the illusion that printed pages of paper with red ink that will either be burnt or recycled would have the power to determine my, the outcome of my life. It never made sense to me how much pain I would put myself through in efforts of getting a good grade and maintaining it. I do admit that in the moment it felt good, but in the long run I wouldn't be able to describe how it felt because all it would mean to me is just a simple number that someone else came up with for the rest of the world to use and decide whether or not I am good enough, whether or not I am worthy. A lot of other people feel the same way and I'm sure that at least one of those 7,000 students who drop out every day could relate. But then the difference here is that I, along with those people who believe that it's just a piece of paper, go on to trying to find what is right for us and actively pursuing it. Others decide that they are in a different way going to look for approval from others on social media and quite literally turn themselves into public personalities. And the problem with that is if you live for others, I mean, yes, though it may be a noble thing to care about what others think and to think of it as your purpose, 
to make them happy and, you know, to give them inspiration every day. But you have to ask yourself if you're actually doing that or if you just follow for the sake of follow of, of getting followers, if you uh, live for the sake of their approval before your own and before God's, if you even believe in him, then there would be this void that you just would actively try to fill on a daily basis. And it only grows the more it is refused of self-love. I think, you know, I love to think back to the time when I was a kid and back to the times and days when my friends and I were kids and remember how the world was such a magical place. And the reason that it was like that was because of how we lived. We were excited to learn something new and to see something new. And, you know, we often did it oblivious to anything that would get in our way. How many people fell multiple times as kids and scraped their knee? Did that ever stop us? If we were with other people, did it matter that there were other people around us? Did it matter that we had that we had school the next day? Did it matter that it was hot outside? No, not really. And we continued to do things like that for a while until the pressure started to get a little heavier. Bit by bit, slowly but surely, we eventually lost our incentive. Some people realize this, but don't do anything until it's close to too late. You know, I found out when watching Dennis Prager that one of the questions God is going to ask you when you die is if you partook in all the permitted pleasures of life. And note that I said permitted pleasures. So don't go doing stuff like cheating on your partners and getting high and drunk and say that you were taking part in a permitted pleasure. But think about it, though. If you do die tomorrow, if you die today, if you die at the end of the day and you get asked, you get asked if you took part in all the permitted pleasures of life, what would you say? Would you even know what to say? Did you even know that there were permitted pleasures? Or did you just live life in such a way that you convinced yourself over time that what you're doing is good and, you know, it's a good thing to keep yourself busy by waking up every day to do work and, you know, you keep working, you keep working, you keep working to get money that you would use to buy things to show how much money you have. Were you stressed? Why were you stressed? Was it well within your ability to do something about your stress? So why didn't you do it? Why did you go through life not living? God put you on this earth so you could live, but you didn't. So how could you expect him to let you into heaven when you're dead? Think about that. That, That's deep. You know, for me and for others who are quite important to me, pain is or has been a part of life for a very, very long time. And though we have moments when we cry and when we feel like, you know, we just feel very, very sad. We feel nothing but sadness. Every time something happens to bring it back, it hits in a way that makes the pain seem new. That that though a small part of us had expected it. It's, It's interesting, isn't it? Pain is something that all human beings have experienced. That is something that we, whether we like it or not, have no say in. However, we do have a say in how we react and we do have a say in how we allow ourselves to believe and see, you know, what we what we allow ourselves to believe and see. However painful pain may be, no matter what it is, loss of a friend or extreme disappointment, though we grieve, we also have the option of remembering what we still have and appreciating what we know will be ours forever. The love shared between those 
you know and believe are your true friends and your soulmate and the love that will live on in more than just memories but quite literally as a fuel that drives us every day because we know that just as we hope that everything will be and stay all right we know that though this pain is here we also have hope that everything will be all right and we're gonna do whatever we can to keep and stay positive it makes me think in fact i tend to overthink especially when stuff like this is involved and this is what creates more of a problem than there really was or needs to be in the first place if i don't i just stay quiet and try my best to move past the hurt as much as i can it shocked my mother you know she saw how betrayed I was once, and my reaction was just a straight face and a walk away. It stunned her because of how bad the betrayal was in her eyes, but at the same time, I had grown accustomed to not seeing a word about my pain and hiding it entirely, which would prove to be disastrous. You know, here is what not to do, and take it from a guy who spent over 15 years, 16 actually, 16 years of his life trying to be happy and trying to understand himself. First, there should not be the slightest shadow of a possibility in your mind that you should give up. Never, no matter how bad things get, you must always soldier on because anything that doesn't build that, that doesn't build you up cannot possibly have any meaning in your life. So don't give it any meaning. It will go away and it will go away faster if you get rid of it yourself. If you say no to it yourself. Do not give in to the idea that giving up will end the pain. Always remember where you are coming from, where you are now, and where you are meant to be. Never give up. Second, don't be afraid to cry. If you're going to cry, then do it. Even if it means that you will just crash and carry on till the morning. Do not run away from how you feel and what you're thinking. If you do, you will get tired and everything will close in on you at once. Cry, go into the closet and scream, acknowledge your feelings, and do whatever you have to do. Just, just try to do whatever it is along with your crying that makes you feel better. Third, call someone. Don't you dare think that you can carry all those burdens alone. Humans were never created to be alone. That's the whole point of networking, friendships, partnerships, especially marriage. Making a commitment to one another that in the end will only see the two of you grow. Call someone, be it your husband or wife, close friend, a family member, though nowadays we really don't like our family members. Anyone you trust, don't carry all those burdens alone. Trust me. Last and fourth, not everyone is going to be willing to, but pray. Yes, yes, I know for some, you may feel that I'm pushing you to do something that is simply nonsensical for you. But as much as it may make you feel that way, and trust me, in the beginning, I felt the same. I believe that it works, and it does. It actually does. Trust me, it actually does. I will leave it at that, and you can do whatever you will. But I would still want to give it a chance. Give prayer a chance. You know, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to pray. But anyway, like what I was talking about earlier, just, just a few minutes ago, about you living your life, about you making you know choices that have to do with you being happy and about what's really, really important to you. 
you have to think about this and you have to really give it some serious thought because a lot of people like to think that what they're doing is important and what they're doing means something when they know deep down that it actually doesn't. A lot of people like to give attention to what is not important. A lot of people like to give attention to what is really in the end really going to just break them and really just mess them up completely. And they convince themselves that this is necessary for a good life and for feeling accomplished and for feeling as though you lived a good life that is worth living because you sacrificed and you did good and all that. And, you know, that's great. You can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, what about yourself? What about yourself? If you were the last person on earth, who are you going to be saying that you're sacrificing for and all that? Who, who, who are you going to use as an excuse to keep torturing yourself the way that you are? If you were the last person on earth, if you were the only person on earth, would you be doing all the things that you're doing? Would you focus on your own happiness or would you try to find something that you can do to gain the approval of some non-existent person who is there? Or would you look at yourself and think, God, damn, I have all this world to myself. You know what? You know what I should do? I should probably just live a very, very good life. Why not do that now? It's your life. And of course, you do have friends, you do have family members, you do have maybe a wife, maybe you have a family, you know, you you have friends, you have people that you care about. But as much as you would do what you think is right for them, you also have to do what you know is right for yourself. You have to live life, you have to, you have to find your purpose and you have to continue on living in a way that makes you happy, that gives you pleasure, permitted pleasure. And that gives you a sense of of fulfillment. Like I said, there are 7,000. Now, that's not just a rough number. That actually is something that you can look up and see for yourself. That there are that many people who are dropping out. And there are so many people who are giving up hope and who are giving up their lives and stuff. And they're really giving up what could be important and what could really give them a good life. People are worried about tomorrow. People are worried about the future. The future has enough problems of its own, man. You know, the future has problems of its own that if you try to add them to the problems of today, you're never going to make it. So take it one day at a time. Breathe. Do what you're passionate about. Don't be afraid to live. Don't be afraid to live the way that you did when you were younger. Don't be afraid to do what made you happy when you were younger. What, what, what did you do when you were younger? Did, did, did you go outside? Did you sit outside? Did you sit under the trees? Did you play with the dogs? Did you go to the beach? Did you watch TV? Did you nap? What is it? What, what, what were you passionate about? What made you happy when you were younger? What is it that made you happy that you said, yes, I'm definitely going to be doing this because I, I definitely love doing this. And yeah, sure, you may have evolved from them. You may have grown from them, but still find something that makes you happy. Find something that you know gives you purpose, gives you meaning. And why wouldn't you? Is it because you have too much on your plate? Why do you have too much on your plate? Why do you have all those worries? Why do you have all those worries that could just be extinguished within a second if you decide to do so? If you decide to put yourself first, 
to put your happiness first, to put your sanity first, to put your life first, why not do that? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to say that you know, acknowledge the fact that you know that what you're doing right now isn't the right thing to do, that you don't have an incentive and that you're just doing it for the sake of doing it because you convince yourself every day that you have to do it? Wouldn't it be nice to just be free to admit that and then do what you know is right for you? Some people realize this, like I said earlier, some people realize it but don't do anything until it's close to too late. Calling all Gen Z's right now, some millennials too. Our future is just a day away. It's tomorrow. Man, do we have anything that we can say we're going to actually do and enjoy? How many of us, dear Gen Z's, are going to be living lives that we're actually going to enjoy, that we're going to be satisfied with? I mean, I know that I am, but how many of you? How many of you are going to be doing what you're passionate about? How many of you are going to give up on what has been giving you stress and what has been making you feel so down all this time? Oh my God. How many of you are going to do that? I really do have to ask out of genuine interest and concern. How many of you are going to wait till it's too late? How many of you are going to waste more and more of your time, years in college, nights of... Uh, of, of, of staying up and, and worrying about assignments and, you know, all that, all that. Some people, you know, do courses that they, they, they know is going to give them a good chance for a good college and stuff. But, you know, just so much effort, so much effort. And the more humanity in you is lost, the more of you you give away every single day, every single hour, every single second that you give up for the sake of something that takes your joy away. You become a drone. So are you going to become a drone? I want to be, I, I want to be free. Wouldn't you want to be free? Bit by bit, slowly but surely, we eventually lose our incentive. So now my, my challenge to you is to find something that you love. To remember who you are. Remember who you are. Because that is the most important thing to do. Now, this morning, the reason I'm talking about this is because I was blogging the other day while listening to Dennis Prager, as I said, and I was thinking about uh, lighting a cigar. Unfortunately, I don't have cigars. But if I did, I would probably light up a cigar, drink it with some Coke and whiskey, which is an actual cocktail, Coke and whiskey. I would love that Coke and whiskey. Doesn't that sound nice? And smoke my cigar. Probably have a pancake or a waffle. And watch something nice. And live a life that I know makes me happy. I'm never going to stop talking about this. I should tell you. I I really am not going to stop talking about this. I think that is my mission to just help people live their best lives. Because a lot of people are not living their best lives. A lot of people are barely living their lives at all. But really, anyway... I'm Abraham Winston, and I understand that we, when we don't know what to do or feel as though we don't have much of a purpose, everything is, seems to not make sense. We don't know what to do. We just sit around. We just 
wonder, is this going to make me happy? Is that going to make me happy? Don't be afraid to go out searching. Don't be afraid to use your time the way that you normally would if you were doing what makes you happy, if you were doing what makes you feel accomplished, and if you were doing what makes you feel good and right. The next song that I'm about to play, as everyone knows, like everyone who listens to my podcast knows that at the end of every episode, I play a song. Now, the next one is for all the Gen Z's who stuck around to listen to this episode. Now, if you can listen to it with someone who you are very close with, because this is a song that we all know. And this is a song that we all love. This is for everybody. This is for all the Gen Z's, some of the millennials, too, but mostly for the Gen Z's. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right? I love y'all. Like, as you know, I love y'all. This is for all the Gen Zs. Like I keep saying, it's for the Gen Zs. Ladies and gentlemen, the Furbets. I'm Phineas, and this is Furb, and we're going to sing a song. Chicka chew up, never gonna stop. Get your get your goo means that I love you. My baby's got her own way of talking. Whenever she says something sweet, and she knows it's my world, she's a rockin'. But my vocabulary's incomplete. I know it may sound confusing. Sometimes I wish you'd give it to me straight, but I never feel like I'm losing. Losing when I take the time to translate. Here's what I'm talking about. Chicka chicka chew up Never gonna stop Get you get your goo Means that I love you Well I don't know what to do I don't know what to do But I think I'm getting through I think I'm getting through Cause when I say I love you She says I get you get your goo You too Chicka chicka chew up, never gonna stop. Get you get your goo means that I love you. I said about chicka bow wow, that's when my baby says. Bow bow bow, and my heart starts pumping. Chicka chicka chew up, never gonna stop. Get you get your goo means that I love you. Get you get your goo means that I love you, baby, baby, baby. Get you get your goo means that I love you. I do understand that this episode is a little bit deeper than I would usually go, but that's because every now and then we do have to think about whether or not we're living life because of other people and we care about what they think or if it's because we truly have an incentive to live and if it's the right one at that. Now, I do hope that you enjoyed it. I do hope that you took away something from it. And uh, I'm Abraham Winston. I want you to know that I love you. There's really nothing you can do about it. And I'll see you in the next episode.